Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back. G-Man's got them flows that's replenishing. And grams of that drove, that's my medicine. I've never been afraid of other MCs because I diminish them. Mortal Kombat state of mind, nigga, because I finish it. I'm a creep so deep like a heartbeat, like a bench player. Man, you never want to start me. Not hardly do you ever scar me. Still, I smoke once like I was with Bob Marley. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H-Cubed up in this bitch. Ah, uh, yeah, so we back again with another episode, another quarantine edition of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. As I'm sure most of y'all know, we're still in quarantine. We're still dealing with this COVID-19 bullshit. Yes, so we just bring you another, another couple album reviews for that, for your head top. There you go. There you go. And uh, this week, the album review is for Joel Santana, From Me to You. And it was from 2003. Yes, sir. And um, this is honestly an album that I'd never, ever listened to before. I'm surprised, even though I know that you've always said, hold on, were, were you, was it, I know you said you wasn't big, I think it was Bone Thugs that you said you wasn't big on, right? Was it Dipset 2? Were you, were you no, big on Dipset? No, Dipset 2, but like, I wasn't big on Bone Thugs just because I wasn't really put onto too much of their stuff that wasn't, you know, just the popular stuff on the radio. But uh, Dipset, I actively stayed away from simply because... They came to perform at my school when I was in college. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, they yeah. showed up mad late, and then they only performed for like 45 minutes and then dipped out. I'm not going to lie. I've had a similar dipset experience. Uh, I've gone to, I went to, I think they came to Echo Stage here in DC. And uh, they were supposed, the joint said doors open at 10 p.m. Now, I don't know why my naive ass showed up at 11. Thinking <laughs> that them niggas might be on stage. <laughs> Yeah. It was like 15, maybe 30 niggas who you've never heard of performing before them niggas came on. And they ain't come up until like 3 30 in the morning. So I had a similar ex- to, uh, I had a similar experience with the clips back in the day in Baltimore. Where the doors opened at eight and these niggas didn't go on until well after two AM. And we was like, nigga, we got jobs. We gotta go to work tomorrow. Like so we ain't we didn't even end up seeing the show. Part. That's the worst part, because it's like you paid for it and you've already waited until one in the morning at this point. So it's like, fuck it. At this point, I might as well just fucking quit my job now. Basically. But the, the the only good thing about that show was that there was a random Jamaican lady selling plates of food in the corner of the club. So while, that is, that is- so while I waited, I got to drink my beer. I got to eat a plate of oxtail and cabbage. And then I got to go home. So you did, did you watch the show or not? No, nah, I saw about 15 niggas opening acts. And by the time it was like 2.30, we were just like, all right, we got to go. We don't even. And there was supposed to be two more opening acts after the one that we were watching. Oh, nah. So we were like, yeah, nah, yeah. let's just go the fuck home. Plus, my boy who we went with didn't bring his ID. So he couldn't even get into the venue. So this nigga sitting in my car under a bridge in downtown uh, Baltimore. And the funny thing is, I'm guessing Ubers didn't exist at this point. Nah, not at all. Not at all. And I mean, if you was gonna so Uber, was, if you was gonna Uber from Baltimore, you was gonna pay out the grip anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but that might be better than just waiting in the middle of Baltimore uh, in a car. You know what I mean, in the middle of the night. But. Well, I mean, he had he had my keys, so he had the radio, he had the CDs, he had oh, plen- okay, okay. he had plenty of weed in the car between the three of us that went. So you know, <laughs> he kept himself entertained. Hey, true enough, true enough, true enough. Although I always felt bad for that, but I was like, nigga, how you gonna go to a concert and not bring your ID? Yo, I'm sorry, dog, but fuck motherfuckers who are irresponsible and want everybody to cancel the whole night just because they dumbass forgot their fucking ID. I'm telling you. But look, man, we got how the fuck we even talking about this shit. But the <laughs> point is, we can't be y'all with two hours 
Reviews uh, week. We're going to hit y'all, first of all, with the Joel Santana. From me to you, I was yep. about to say the, uh, the, gym, the camera, but, but um, <laughs> yeah, the Joel Santana, From Me to You, uh, which was his first album, and yeah, um, like you said, you, you wasn't you, you wasn't too big on 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 Dipset. Like, yeah, I wasn't of, I wasn't uh, too big uh, on justifiable Dipset. reasons. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's not that I don't like them. It's just that I just didn't go to them to listen to. I just kind of stayed away from them. But I mean, yeah. there's plenty of songs, just Jim Jones songs that I like. There's plenty of Cameron songs that I like. There's a couple of uh, Jewels Jones that I like on here. So I mean, like you know, like in the group, the popular niggas who came out with songs. I know not everybody in Dipset had their own ideal yeah. album. But like the popular niggas that came out with shit, like you know, I rock with some of that shit. All right, well, fuck it, man. Let's let's dive into this album. Um, y'all already know how we do this. We're gonna talk about what we like, talk yep. about what we didn't like, yep. and give a final score at the end of it all. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna start it off. All right, well, go ahead and start it, sir. All right, y'all. So first song we like to talk about the first song a lot here, but the first song is the intro. Champ is here, I uh, believe. Uh, John Cena, or or who? I think that's who they sampled back. Yeah, I back think then that's the who the. I think that's who the sample is, and I know the song features his label mate, Freaky Ziki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, you know, it's just again, just the intro, nothing too major. So we're gonna go on to the second song, which uh, I feel like it was a, a interesting song to start off an album with. I don't know if you felt the same way about this one. Uh, it's a little bit more on the slower side more introspective type of song uh-huh. and i just feel like it's a weird song choice to in my opinion to start off an album but um overall i like the sample in this song i think the sample is really well well done i like the way and this is one of the first uh songs that joel's incorporates the sample into the song which i feel like to me it takes a lot of creativity to do uh-huh. um and, and this is something that Dipset did a lot uh if you could just look back to the song uh oh boy you know what i mean like they, oh, yeah. they used the uh they were huge with that, with the with the sampling. Although that has a you good I mean? and effect, it has a good and a bad effect with the way that they used to do the sampling. But I'll talk about that a little later. So yeah, like I said, I, I really like this first song. I just didn't like the song placement for number yeah. two. Uh, one day I smile. Yeah, I agree. Uh, number one, I did, I did like the song, although it definitely it, the beat sounds dated. That's the only real thing I can say about it. But um. But I mean, like, it, it wasn't a bad way. To me, it wasn't a horrible way to start the album, but it could have been better. It just wasn't strong enough. I don't know. I thought it was an all right song enough, you know. It's entertaining, yeah. at least, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with One Day I Smile, number two, it has a really interesting sample. and But I can't really get off the fact that this nigga is, like, rapping offbeat the whole time. I might disagree with that, but... I just I don't know I just I I really like the uh, I like Joel's flow I feel like he kind of kind of like dips in and out of the beat a little bit and I can see why you might say that it sounds a little offbeat but I actually like how it sounds um, I feel like it kind of plays with uh, how his style of rapping and the beat itself so I again I, my 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 problem with the song isn't the actual song itself it's just the placement of it I just felt like you might want to start it off with the next song which is number three which is a more upbeat song. So I fucking I guess going on to the next one, which is number three, which is uh, okay, okay. The, again, the only issue I had with this song was that the beat is very similar to an older Dipset song. I believe it's called. I believe it was on the camera on. Um, it was on Purple Haze, uh, more than music. It, it, it was very similar to that beat, and uh, he used uh, in his hook in this song. It, it, it's something that he uses uh, in in Dipset anthem, which the okay, okay, okay. okay. Y'all can't fuck with me. Yeah. No, so it was just very similar, repetitive. And if you've heard Dipset before, I feel like this song was a little 
on the repetitive side. But the beat was cool. I like the beat a lot. Okay. Now, I like the beat on this. I, the only thing I had to think about was like, I mean, it, to me, it was a common thread, but it was just like, for this song specifically, I feel like his verses were just really, really simple. Like, I don't really have a problem with the song. It's not a bad song. It's not a great song. I just felt like sometimes the lyrics were just really, really, like, just ABC. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I'm with you. Um, for me, like I said, I, I like the energy of this song. Again, like you said, content-wise, wasn't the greatest, but I do like the energy that made up a little bit for uh, One Day I Smile in the energy sense. I'm gonna skip over to number seven, back again. Mm. I really do like this song, although again, I feel like this nigga is kind of rapping slowly on it. But the sample is vicious. It's very well, it's very extremely well done. And I definitely, it's probably one of my better like songs on this whole album. Like I said, like I'm not huge on everything that Dipset does, because I feel like sometimes when they do, when they do the samples, they kind of overuse the sample, especially if it's somebody like, I'll, I'll say like the, the old boy sample to me is kind of overused because they play off of that old boy in the in the actual lyrics of the song so you kind of just yeah. hear that too much no nah, look i agree and um we've had this conversation before that you're not so much of a fan of repetitiveness mm -hmm. uh in music now for me I, i'm able to tolerate it a little bit more uh i don't really have much of an issue but i can say i can see why somebody might not uh be a fan of the repetitiveness that the over repetitiveness that um dipset uses in a lot of their songs uh -huh. so I, I i can understand that yeah uh, but, but um <clears throat> but number seven uh -huh. like you said great beat i really like the um the hook i'm not sure who it was that was singing it but i feel like it was it was executed really good I, and again the only thing is like you said because the beat was slow i feel like uh Joel's was rapping a little bit slow on it as well so it was more of like a smoother type of beat, but overall, I thought it was a really good song as well. That's very true, and I can't. It's not like um, it's not like Jewels goes off and is off key, like off beat on all of the songs. Like he does kind of sound like that on some of the tracks, but it's not every single track that he's on that he sounds like he's off beat. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and again, to just to talk about a song, this wasn't a song that I like per se, but um. Number five also does that um, thing where they use the hook. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, not the hook, but the sample uh -huh. as the you know playing around with the sample or whatever. Yeah, kind of like the last song. word, like the last word of every word, like yeah. verse, basically, or not verse, but every line. Exactly, exactly. So um, that, that you know that that's pretty much what we were referring to. Um, uh -huh. And again, it was a little repetitive in that song, so that 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 isn't exactly a song that um, I decided that I like. But a song that I like. Um, was number eight, which is my problem, okay. uh, which is jealousy. Yeah, I like that. And in this song, I really like, I really like the beat in the song. Uh, I will say it is a little problematic in a sense. <laughs> talking about beating this girl. Yeah. <laughs> hey dog, I'm sorry, but we have to like, they have somebody has to do like a history of all the problematic shit that was said from like 1997 up until like 2003. You know what kind of list that is, dog. Dog. Uh, Niggas will get canceled left and right, though. I'm sorry. No, all, we can't do that list. All day we can't make day. that list. Like I said, like, remember when we did Biggie's album, and you were like, what is that one suspect line? You look so good. I suck on your daddy dick. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It was more than a couple. It was more than a couple lines on it. More than a couple. Although, I will Type. give it to him. I really do like this song. It's another one of my favorites from the album, number eight, Problem uh, Jealousy. It's It's very real content. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I was actually surprised at how deep Santana went in the song because this is definitely one of the more, I don't want to say like just like deeper songs on the album, but like he just, it's, you don't really hear him go into like this type of detail on stuff or, you know, like have, it, it doesn't really seem like he go, he, he keeps too, too much of the, uh, serious, serious emotion in, in a lot of his music. It's more like he just kind of like, you know, keeps it down, like kind of like keeps it simple, kind of plays his part. But at the same time, like he's able to deliver this type of stuff. And I'm just like, okay, you should do that more often, my nigga. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, um, as somebody who, who's like I said, a more of a more of a fan of Dipset than than you are, I would actually say uh, the opposite, which is that I feel like out of everybody in the group, he's usually the one who touches on the more introspective side of things. I feel like Jim and Cam usually are more on the braggadocious, uh, rapping about things that they have, uh, things like that. You know what I mean? As opposed to uh, Joel's that, like I said, there, there's a couple songs that I could think of. Where I feel like he has a very deep verse, or it might be a deep song, or whatever the concept of the song. So, um, like I said, I wasn't really surprised, but I will say that I did, I did notice that uh, in the album that there is a handful of more uh, introspective songs. And number uh, number A is definitely that, you know. So, yeah. and the B again, the B I think is really dope. The, uh, I'm not sure if it was a sample, but the little piano in the background was really dope. I'm pretty um, sure it's sampled, but I can't I can't think of what it was sampled from because you know some samples stand out, but then people use an obscure part of a sample and you just can't pick it yeah. up. Yeah, 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 and and of course I, to me that's what makes a great sample is when you can't figure it out. You know, I feel like that's kind of it, it gives it more of a I don't know like a twist to it, I guess. Yeah, and honestly, I want to say that kind of. Uh, Santana is a little brave, in my opinion, on this, John, for even speaking on the subject of putting his hands on, you know, his girl. Because, I mean, like, even back in the day, I don't really feel like you had many niggas that were willing to say that type of thing on record. You know what I'm saying? I mean, nowadays, it's even harder because, you know, Me Too, Me Too and everything like that. But back yeah. in the day, you didn't really hear niggas talking about, like, you hear it like, oh, I might have to smack the bitch, blah, blah, blah. But, like, not just going into, oh, yeah, you know, I fucked up. I put my hands on you and beat the shit out of you. And, you know, your family. I will say that, blah, blah, blah. that even if it was, even if there was talk about, like, putting hands on a female, like, it wouldn't ever be from a remorseful angle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and in this case, like you said, Joel is showing a kind of a remorseful side. And again, that, that's something that in hip hop isn't really looked at in a good, you know, in a good eye. Yeah. Being, it might be looked at as being soft, you know, even though obviously it's not. Exactly. But um, yeah. So so it was definitely it was definitely um definitely an interesting song, right? So uh, next song that I actually liked was uh, number nine, which is uh, "How I Feel," and this is a very short song, but I really like the beat on this joint. I liked how Joel was spitting on this joint, and I feel like it was a typical. Dip, uh, dipset sounding type of beat. Very the only nice, issue yeah. that I had with it is that it was very short. Didn't really have a hook. It was just kind of him spitting all over. I did like the song. Again, it, it, it is a very dipset song. And despite the, um, I, I feel like the sample was just used a little bit too much on this one. Um, mm-hmm. but despite that, it's still a really well done song. No, I agree. I agree. Again, only issue I had with it was the little too short. Um, but other than that, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good song. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, another one that I liked, number eleven, wherever I go, uh, which features Jim Jones. I was really surprised that I was fucking hard with this track because, like, I, I like I like you know like bowling. I like that Jones, but I'm not really into Jim Jones like that. 
And Jim surprised me on this joint. I'll tell you that for sure. Nah, look, trust me, dog. Um, I know, I know Jim isn't. All right, let's just be fair. Jim is the least talented rapping wise from the three main Dipset uh, members between Joel's, Cam, and Jim. I can see that. However, however, it's something about his delivery or his. I don't know what it is, but he makes verses dope. You know what I mean? And and I've always thought that uh, he's always had really dope verses, especially uh, in, in the Dipset albums or whatever. So, um, I, yeah, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised that Jim came with some heat for this joint. Like I said, isn't exactly the most lyrical, I would say, rapper, but I just feel like the energy he comes with is, is always welcome, especially yeah, on a song like that. He always, he always does come with a lot of energy on any song. I will give him that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, a song that I like, number 16, which, again, Another introspective song, uh, Raindrops. Uh, I really like the beat on this. It is kind of like your stereotypical talking about, you know, this kind of shit type of beat. But yeah. I did like this song. I feel like I feel like it was a good, um, it, it was a good beat to me. Yeah, I thought it was all right. Uh, it, it it's like it's very much, of course, the thing of like the '90s slash the early 2000s for like yeah. some old black classic song to be used as the sample. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I knew that it was about to be a more serious song on their part when uh when I started hearing the actual Santa we're talking about raindrops should fall. I was like, okay, so yeah, they went ahead and got the old school R and B jump, so they about to actually like show some emotion. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to, even though rappers have been known to have these kind of beats and be rapping about the most ignorant shit. Yep, just to be anticlimactic. <laughs> but that didn't happen here. Obviously, this was a more introspective type of song so i like this one though i thought it was a good uh a good song to put in the album uh just show a little bit of diversity in the album so okay i did like this song i'm not a huge fan of it because it didn't really sample it like they didn't really use the sample of the song they had excuse me they had someone singing it shout out to the sample that couldn't clear i'm just saying (laughs) somebody didn't have enough dollars but i mean the dude sang the sample well so I'm, I'm not really mad at that or anything like that. It's just um, at first I didn't know what to expect when I heard this song and it was about to be sampled. You know, like when I heard this sample coming up on it, I just didn't know what to expect. So I was kind right. of already expecting the worst. And then I was like, oh, OK, that's not that bad. <laughs> Especially somebody who, you know, you're, you're very into a lot of singing and, you know, shit like that. Oh, yeah. Huge R&B head over here. So I. Anytime that there's a sample or something like that or something or a little bit of soulfulness thrown into a song with a fucking microscope just to make sure that shit passes your, you know, <laughs> your criteria. Oh, all I, day. Feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I definitely feel you. Now, one song I didn't even, I didn't know what how to say it until I actually listened to the song. And then I was surprised that I liked it was uh, number 15, Squad. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, the sample that they used on this beat was very, very well done. I fucked with it hard. And again, like I said, it was just another song that I was surprised that I actually liked. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I thought this was a good song. Um, shout out to JR Ryder on the, on the feature too. I thought it was a good feature from him. Pretty much just about avoiding the police while you hustling. And uh-huh. I think it's obviously Squale being a, a very New York centric term. Uh-huh, so exactly. New York centric 
uh, street like term better better you said. And it's funny because so unless, you, you know the term, but like you just you don't you're not used to seeing it in writing, so you're not you're like what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That that shit, I thought it was squalai at first. Like I don't even know how that's squalai. Exactly. Hey, but um, yeah, nah, it was a dope song. Um, I thought I thought that was a dope song, and uh, like you said, the, the beat was done very well. And the sample was tough as well. Yeah. So I guess we'll just talk about a couple of things that we didn't like at this point. Okay. Um, I feel like we've kind of gone through a lot of. Yeah, we're pretty of, much at the um, almost end of the album. Yeah. Um. So one song that I didn't like actually, which uh, I believe might have been a single for this album, which uh, was number thirteen. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was gonna bring that up too. I was gonna bring that up too. <sighs> there's too many. It's too much like basic ass rhymes coming from Cameron. That joint. My nigga dip dip. We call him set set. I know that's not really how it goes, <laughs> but it, that's pretty much what he said in that song. Yeah. And I just knew that this song was gonna do what it was at that point. Yeah. Pretty much. Um. Uh, yeah. This song. Um. I mean, it was a. It, I don't know. It had its moments, and it's very normal sounding Dipset song, in my opinion. Like very normal sounding for them. But again, it's just it was very just underwhelming, for, especially for a little bit of a squad song. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of expect them to go in a little bit, and yeah. Dipset's oh. kind of always been known to go in as a squad, and that that song just wasn't it. Not only that, dog, but you go have Cam on a song and not give him a verse. You just put him on a hook. Yeah, that is kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like that was that was an issue for me to be honest, uh, as a Dipset fan. But hey, no, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, now I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of. So I will say this: you, you are right. It does. It's a very typical sounding Dipset song. Yeah. For there's many many Dipset and Cam Cam songs that sound just like it that are just better than, than this one. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go ahead and do one that I didn't like, number 17, the My Love remix. Again, this is another one where I just felt that there was just too much sample used. Even though I thought that Santana's verse uh, was good in this joint, uh, I feel like Jones just really, really kind of like lagged behind the beat. He was just like, it seemed like he just could not keep up lyrically. And it was just, all right, this is not something um, I, I really want to like. It's not like I want to hear Jim Jones try and keep up, keep up with the beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, I'm with you. Um, and for those, uh, for those Dipset fans, this song was actually on um, on Diplomatic Community, uh, one I believe. Oh, sure. So actually, I was actually surprised that it's uh, in that that album came out. I, I believe a year before this album came out, and oh. I don't think that was a big song. So I'm not sure why uh, Joel was just throwing it on. On his uh, debut album, um, when it was on Dipset album, but um, oh, yeah, that's weird. But I mean, they do but, all type of weird shit like that. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. It happens all the time. Uh, boost up sales or whatever the case may be. But like I said, I don't think the song was really all that big for him to want to throw on his album. But regardless, I actually kind of like the song. I like the beat. Um, I, you know me, I'm I'm a huge sample fan, so I love uh when samples are chopped up and just spread out the beat. So I really like uh I like the beat on that joint. And I like I like Joel's uh, verse on it. So yeah, no, like I, I said, Joel's Joel's verse was vicious on it. That's the part that really threw me off. It's just like okay, like you know, where 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 you at, Jim? Like usually you kind of yeah. step up and you just didn't. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, another song, a song for me that I wasn't a big fan of was uh uh two songs after that, which is number nineteen, uh-huh. which is uh, now what featuring Ti. Okay. I just to be honest, you know. I, 
to me, this is what this felt like was uh, it felt like a T.I. song featuring Jim, uh, Joel Santana on a T.I. album. Like it, like the the song itself didn't sound like a Joel song, and that that that's a problem that I have when motherfuckers bring on niggas onto their album as a feature and use a beat that the feature would use. Yeah, no, like, I, that's not the point of bringing them on a feature. Who's the feature here? Exactly, I agree with you because this is literally the only non-dipset sounding beat on this album. Uh, yeah. It does sound like all of early Ti shit. Uh, which is weird because all of his shit is like very basic sounding in the very beginning. But like, and, and it's probably the, honestly, it's probably the fastest I've ever heard Santana rap. I will give him that. At least on the album for sure. Yeah. Uh, but this is actually a Jazzy Faye beat, uh, which is probably why it sounds so ridiculous. So, I mean, please, uh, explain to me who this Jazzy Faye is. Jazzy Faye, um, you know Jazzy Faye. You remember all them old Sierra videos back in the day? And there was this fat guy with glasses on dancing around in the videos? You know what's funny? You're, like, please forgive me, rap gods. You know who I thought that was? Huh? I thought that was DJ Jazzy Jeff, and he just got fat. Oh no! <laughs> nah, bro. He's lighter than Jazz too. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I, I was no. When Sierra came out, I was doing all the videos. I was like in seventh grade and was looking at Sierra the whole time. <laughs> I so, mean, facts. I, he's the one who said, "Ladies and gentlemen." Yes, that one, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, because he did the beats on those too. Okay, I'm about to send you a picture of what it looked like. But um, but yeah, like there was like that's that's one of his beats. And honestly, I've never really been big on his beats. For like you know, for pop kind of sounding things, for like Sierra and stuff, sometimes they cool. But when it comes to rap, I don't understand why he was a hip hop producer. God, uh, yeah, it's super poppy, right? Yeah, and I feel like this is this is like an early. It also, you know, what this sounds like, right? This 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 type of beat almost sounds like some hot boy shit, like you know, uh, like early, some early New Orleans sounding type of beat to me. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you for real. But like, and again, I don't understand. Like you said, like, why you let him come on here and body you on the verse? That just don't make no sense. Like, <laughs> to me, another thing is, I feel like Ci actually kind of killed it a little bit. He killed his verse, and obviously, it's, it's his um, it's where he's comfortable. You know, this is it was a very Ti esque sounding song. So yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, it, it you know what it sounded like? It sounded like Ti owed him a favor, and he sent him over a song. Just throw on his fucking like a throwaway. This is yeah. a throwaway. I'm sorry. This is a throwaway. Yeah, no, I I agree. This did not have to be on here, uh, especially at the end of the album when you kind of want to go strong on the way out, and it's just like, okay, like it's I, I it's just a shame that like you literally heard this song and you let it be cleared to go on the final cut of your album. <laughs> Come on, Brad. Literally, yeah. I don't understand. Literally. All right. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about on this drink? No, man, um, you know, this is an album that uh, personally, you know, I had heard growing up because of my older brother. He, he was a big Dipset fan, so naturally I would listen but I, or hear, but I really wouldn't listen because obviously I was fucking 10. Yeah. Regardless, uh, it was just interesting hearing this again uh, with grown ears and, you know, just critically listening to it and uh, not letting nostalgia take over. Yeah. But, um... Overall, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was. Uh, I, I I feel like I appreciate this album a little bit more than I did before because I remember it specifically for nostalgic reasons. But now I feel like there's a little bit that I can actually, you know, 
be like, okay, this is good because of this, this, and this. Yeah. As opposed to, oh yeah, I like it because I listen to it all the time. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like I feel like it was um it was a decent uh first album for uh, Duels because this was his debut album. Okay. I, I remember if, if specifically if you were a, a Dipset fan, you remember Cam always mentioning that Duels was up next and Duels was you know the young guy in the group and he was the one who spit and like you know just vicious. And uh, I still feel like this album kind of came up a little short to show him off as that. Uh-huh. I feel like overall it wasn't a terrible album. No, not at all. No. In fact, I actually thought that like this album, again, this album was way better than I thought it was going to be. Although I, I it, it, it's just a dip set thing. It must be. I mean, I'm just going to defer to you for this, but there's just an over-reliance on vocal samples. It's just, I'm all right with that. That's just what it is. I'm gonna um, go. I'm gonna go with the uh, the the Shannon Sharp meme. It's not a problem. That's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. <laughs> but hey, look, uh, I will That's say he's more versatile than I thought he was gonna say. That was my last point. Yeah, Although yeah, the yeah, album yeah. is way longer than it needs to be, but again, oh, no. that's a sign of the early two thousands. The early two thousands was <laughs> fucking known for having an hour and a half on a fucking two disc fucking album, dog. Like, Goddamn. How you? I mean, why don't you just make two discs and you got twenty six tracks on the album? Come on, bro. I'm saying, son. I'm saying, dog. It, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, I, I do agree. I feel like there's at least. Four, maybe five songs on here that could have been cut out. Oh, easily. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, fuck, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and give my uh, rating for this. Go ahead. I'll give it a six and a half out of ten. Okay. Like I said, I was. Uh, it, it did have its its shining parts that I really like, but um, again, I just feel like it was a bit long. There was a couple songs here that could have been taken out that I feel like didn't really add much to the album, mm-hmm. but. Uh, like I said, a decent start for Joel Santana uh, back in 03 when this, this album came out. Word, word. Um, me, like you, sir, I um, I decided to give this album a 6.5 out of 10. Again, just the over-reliance on the samples kind of drove it down a little bit. And, like, just some of the joints, like, his... I don't know. He's got a he's got a specific way that he flows, but sometimes it's kind of kind of like Project Pat. It seems a little bit hard to break him out of that out of that mold. Although mm-hmm. sometimes a lot of the time it just fucking works, so yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. But no, yeah, six six uh six point five out of ten. I think that's a solid score for this joint. It's not a bad album, but it's not an overly yeah. great album. And and like listening to it now, like honestly, uh, that's the next question we usually ask: Does it hold up over the test of time? In my opinion, I don't think so. Yeah, um, not probably not. Um, and again, it's it's it's. Mainly because typically a lot of New York albums in, around this time feel like had a very specific sound. Yeah, uh, it was of of this time and era. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I'm for, not only does it speak w- uh, what date it came out, it also tells you where it's from, uh-huh. particularly in Harlem. You know yeah. what I mean? Like everything about the Prince's album just screams out Harlem 2002. You know what I mean? So, uh, Did your uh, yeah, I would have to also agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I would have to agree, man. Definitely uh, the majority of these beats do not stand the test of time. However, if you are a Dipset fan and you have uh, yet to hear a solo album uh, from anyone other than Cam, because I feel like Cam was probably, well, I guess Jim had a relatively successful solo career. Mm-hmm. 
but you could say that Cam probably had the more successful solo career. Oh, yeah. Of all three of them. Easily. But, um, but yeah, if you're looking for if you're looking for an album that, because I feel like a lot of people don't mention uh, Joel Santana's solo work. Um, so again, if if you haven't heard uh, Joel's solo work, definitely check this out. Yeah. I feel like I feel like uh, a Dipset fan would appreciate it. Sure. Facts, facts. All right, and did you have an album suggestion for the people out there today? Yes, sir. Shout out to my yard man, uh, Drizzy Drake. Okay. Uh, my yard man, them uh, released released a, a, a demo tape of sorts, uh, Dark Lane demo tapes. I believe this came out two weeks ago. I don't know if you have, have you checked it out. Just call it a fucking album. Just I'm saying, my nigga, album. I'm with you. Look, look, look. He started off with a playlist back in 2017 with his uh, More Life. Yeah. My album suggestion for this week is uh, Dark Lane Demo Tapes. Just name it an album, Drake. Uh, by Drake. Um, and pretty much, uh, I do understand why he named it this, though, because it's it's essentially a bunch of uh, unreleased songs or songs that were leaked out or whatever. However, it is a full-length project, 14 songs. So, um... I don't know, check it out. Uh, like I said, okay. I really like Desire's on here. Everybody's favorite Tusi Slide is on here. A couple songs with Chris Brown. And yeah, check it out. Okay, uh, my joint this week is going to be from The Baby, his new project. Uh, ba- uh, Blame It On Baby. And uh, I literally just listened to that song, to this okay. album earlier today um, for the first time. And the joint goes from, from top to bottom, honestly. Rockstar with Roddy Rich, that joint was kind of was, was jumping. I was fucking with that joint hard. And then he's got this one song called Nasty that features Ashanti and Megan Thee Stallion, and it uh, it figures uh, it, it samples the song Baby by uh, Ashanti. You know, the baby, 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 baby. It samples that joint. So like it's 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 a like it's a nice throwback nostalgia joint, but a whole fresh new shit. And I gotta say, shout out to Ashanti for being thick as fucking day old oatmeal. Bruh, Ashanti, uh, see, Ashanti was fine back in the day. See, Ashanti and Maya got on the same plan. They was both fine, but they was both real, real thin, right? They both stayed fine and just thickened out in all the right places. Just all of the she right. She wasn't places. that thick before, was she? Mm-mm, not at she all. Not thick. at all. She was skinny as shit, just like Maya. But again, they didn't got older and then got sick in the right places. Like I don't know how they managed to do that. I really don't. I don't know if you can see it. Uh damn, it's But that's damn. fucking Ashanti's fucking what? leg, dog. Yo, that joke. That's a ham hop. Yo, that no, that joke look like that big ass turkey leg that you get at the motherfucking Renaissance Fair. That's what... <laughs> or, or that you don't get, but your daddy gets. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that look like. God Yo, damn. Ashanti let them jump. Yeah, but anyway, shout, shout out to Ashanti. Shout, shout out to all out my beautiful black. Ashanti. Shout out to my black Nubian queens out there. Man. Hey, facts. But yeah, like I said, the baby, blame it on baby. Check that joint out. That's my or my suggestion. All right. Anything you else want to tell these people before we get up out of here? Hey man, stay safe out there. Wash your motherfucking hands. Don't listen to Trump. Listen to my man Anthony Fauci. You know what I mean? That's the nigga who knows shit. Be safe out there. Take care of your family. Keep tuning in to Hip Hop Heads Podcast because we got y'all covered, man. Facts. Facts.
facts. I don't know how to keep it any more real than that. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, y'all know y'all can find us on the Instagram and motherfucking, um, what's that shit called? Twitter at HQ Podcast. And of course, as I always say, that shit is spelled the F out. Spell it all out. You got all my, all this fucking time you at home, you fucking... You're done with school now, so goddamn it, spell this shit out, man. Spell it out. It's not going to take that long. Also, you can find us for your listening pleasure on all of the places. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Speaker, and Stitcher. And if you want to check us out on Facebook, just search out Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Uh, and uh, that's all we got for you today for this album review on Joel Santana from me to you. Again, I pleasantly surprised i was i was like mm-hmm. expecting to hate listening to this album review this album review and i actually didn't hate it <laughs> hey, shout out to new york hip-hop 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 all right we out this motherfucker y'all all day in the paint we love you take care wash your hands wash your ass peace peace